You're listening to Cinema Red Pill. I'm Sharon, and today we're going to talk about the random movies we've last watched, especially in the theater and also not in theater. Now we're going to first start by talking about the fate of the Furious. But today we have someone new, Solomon. Say hi, Solomon, because you're new here. Who knows you? The name is Solomon. What's your second name? Ngati. Solomon Ngati. Uh, currently at Rebs Cafe. Yeah. We're having this oh, whole, I should make a fake yes, ad. This podcast is brought to you <laughs> by Rebs Cafe. <laughs> Yes, we are at Rev's Cafe where I record from a lot. Joel is also here. Yes, he is. Make your presence now. Yep, presence. I'm here. But he has not watched the film, so he's going to be that person who reacts. Yeah, so Fate of the Usual Cast, Usual Cast. And the main story in this film is basically finding out why Vin Diesel has probably betrayed the rest of the family. You know what I like about you, Dom? You're a genuine outlaw, but your family is about to go up against the only thing they can't handle. You. So, let me let you talk about the franchise first, because you're new, I want to hear your take on it. Just first give me a general view before we get into specifics of the nitty gritty of the film. Uh, okay, probably I can say something small about it. Huh? Yeah. Um, Fate of the Furious, that's, I would rate it uh, 4.5 out of 5, 4.5 out of 5. It's like one that's of the, a high score. That's high. Because well, I, it made my Monday, the day I went there, it was some public holiday recently, and wow, I watched it and I was really excited. It, it was fun. Mm-hmm. And the whole betraying, the, it, it, was, it had a very predictable storyline. Like, you clearly <laughs> knew that. Uh, Vin was going to cut, t- turn back to the good side. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. At the end of it all, yeah, we all knew that the guy was going to like turn back to the good side and uh, probably help these other guys out. But yeah, interesting move. Interesting movie. It was, it was a good one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the reasons why I keep defending myself as to why I like these films because, like, the person so, was seated uh, with right. here kept saying that how can anyone like those films because they're dumb. Mm-hmm. I think they're consciously dumb. Like, the guy writes it knowing this is stupid. <laughs> ah, no, I don't think they're stupid. They're silly. They go against the laws of physics. The people are okay, now true. superheroes, you true. know. That's kind of silly. I think silly is the better word to use for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they, they, are, they are aware of what they're doing. They're kind of winking to the audience. Is the best way I'd say. Like they're saying, like I'm jumping through, like in seven, a car goes through two buildings, but wink, wink. We know yeah. this would never happen, but aren't By you happy to see one. this? <laughs> How just, just much of a blast of, is it to see this shit? No. One thing you'd have to say. By the time you're going into this film, like Joel, for example, you yeah. as a viewer of films, yes. What do you expect when you're getting into this film? The first film. Yes. The most ridiculous fucking shit ever. And that's what it gives. Oh, I really nice. think it delivers super hard mm-hmm. on those that ridiculousness. And the thing is they're able to top themselves. Because in the last film we had them jump. Although, Off I must blade. say, they did <laughs> top that. I don't that think they top cool that. That was a cool scene. That because so that scene yeah. was so cool. Yeah. People keep telling them that they need to go to space the, the, if they're going thing. to top that Yes, thing. they do, by the way. They, they have, have a submarine in this that one. Thing they did. Yes, exactly. The submarine. submarine. They make that sub- submarine the climatic scene at the end. It even it didn't top. top. Do you know one of my favorite scenes was actually in the absolute beginning? Which part was that? God's Vin eye. Diesel having his car chase. 
and then with the oh, that, 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 that I really <laughs> like that scene. Now that scene was more adrenaline. Okay. This film is all adrenaline and everything. That scene had more adrenaline mm. and more. It was more entertaining for me than the the that submarine scene. And I was trying to tell him like CGI. It's a CGI <laughs> fest, man. You know. And this and they're known for their practical <laughs> effects. And in Seven, that was one of the things they had above a lot of people is their scenes are so practical. The way they do their things, they don't overdo CGI. In the submarine scene, they did a lot of CGI. I didn't yeah. like it as much. As much as the scene you just spoiled in the beginning, <laughs> that scene Which is really... I won't reveal. He spoiled the scene, I cut it out. Yes, <laughs> that one was much better even than the submarine scene. To me, what did you think? Sure. Oh, it, okay, it was like really unique though. Expected at another point because it yeah. happened, I think, in Fast and Furious Four. With the, they had the which okay, one? Four or five in Diesel reversing. And oh, you're meaning the scene I preferred? Yeah. And I liked it because it was a callback to those days. Exactly. That's why yeah. I even liked it they more. It had the sentimentality of, of of those previous films. This submarine scene is supposed to top the plane. Because we're in, from the sky, now we're in the water. In the yeah, it didn't top it for me. I would still rewatch the the, the the plane scene. The plane scene. So mm. they just have to go to space in like nine or something. They yeah. gotta go to space. <laughs> do, do, do you feel I mean, like those movies? These movies are going like a lot closer, like the Mission Impossible sort of movies, like of set pieces underwater. We have the thing in Dubai. Mission Impossible had a thing in Dubai before first. Those guys are continental, by the way. Yeah. They go around the world. Yeah, they do. Mm. I would appreciate one on space. I would, I would love to see a race. Actually, do. James Bond went to space, by the way. When was James Bond went to space in Moonraker. You know, I've been watching the films. Really? There's a Moonraker film with Roger Moore. He went yeah. to space. Properly. So, Fast people, they, should do they this. can go to space with their cars. Another thing I like, <laughs> they are superheroes, by the way. Let's not they even try are, to pretend oh like they're God, anything so else. They are superheroes. <sighs> yeah, the guy just grabbing one. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they are superheroes <laughs> who do things in cars. <laughs> they're going to drive their cars to space somehow. I don't know how. Whoever they can do that. Yeah, they just need a guy from NASA. Okay. So cool. <laughs> this was getting to another thing. We always get into the characters of the film. Who are your favorite characters? Statham. Statham? Ooh, I Jason like that. Statham. Good. You bring us into the part where Statham was one of the breakouts in this film, Joel. Ooh, ooh, ooh. He is a breakout. He yeah. is really good. He was hilarious. Wasn't he funny? Yeah. He is so he funny. So funny. He's like and the best character and he has this dynamic with the rock. Oh, nice. That's nice. really hilarious. Yeah. It's so good. So my thinking of this dynamic with the Rockies, we no longer have Paul Walker and Vin Diesel. That was the main bromance going on. Yeah. All Vin Diesel has is uh, Letty, his girlfriend. Yes. That's his main dynamic. But now the bromance we have now is Hobbs and Shaw. Nice. And it's really good. And that goes on to how now they are probably going to have their own movie, actually. I think this movie does. It turns its villains into family because family, 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 yes, family, family. So, so that's so a bit predictable. Like from the very start, you could predict that Statham was going to turn back to the good side, family thing. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, actually, my actual favorite, 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 favorite scene in this whole film was a scene that wasn't in Cars. You know, most of their epic scenes are involving Cars. But in this film, the one that I would really desire to rewatch more mm-hmm. was a prison break. 
Ooh, interesting. Nice. With that the, was. With, yeah. with the that rock was. And, uh, oh yes. my oh, was goodness! No, no, no! I just saw both of them in jail. So you. Wow. So yeah, the reason that, <laughs> that they're going to do that. So yeah, that yeah. scene yeah. is amazing. That. Cool. And they're like superheroes. Yeah. Do you know, they're like X Men, <laughs> man. <Nice. laughs> One of my two favorite films. Yeah. Awesome. That's, that's like the best scene in the whole movie, by the oh, way. That nice, is nice. the best scene in the whole movie. You know, someone described this as like these are superheroes. Mm-hmm. However, they don't have the baggage of uh, an origin story. <laughs> no, <Yeah. laughs> you know, no. How, I swear. <laughs> like fucking Ludacris doesn't have an origin. You know, story. like this, but th- these people are superheroes. That's <laughs> yeah, for sure. They are, They're yeah. superheroes. They come to save the universe. They come to save the world from nukes and stuff and everything. But they don't have any origin story. They don't. They don't let explain to you what's where they got their powers from. You just and allow them. Just big, as in a guy he, just comes. The guy comes. He pushes a, a a bomb with his hands <laughs> when it's about to blow. But you allow it. You know. That's awesome. You allow it. You don't ask yourself. Yeah, allowed on the rock flex stuff. He's casting F seven. Ah, that's some superhero. Yeah, just like daddy's gonna go to work. <laughs> <laughs> And you just injury fixed, <laughs> and you just are supposed to allow yeah. that. Scene. And you accept it, man. It's so awesome. Movement. And then bow for the guy. Yeah, you yeah, just too. bow. It's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> there was very many. There was a lot of that in this. Fate awesome, of the Furious, awesome, trust me. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to ask you about something. What did you think of Charlize Theron? Charlize Theron as the, the villain, the blonde chick. Yeah, mm, yeah. The blonde chick. Mm. yeah her character was suited her. She was actually okay. She was very okay. Um, what what negatives? She actually was. She didn't really have much. Just, I don't have much to say on the negative side. She was really fine. She suited that character. She did it just right. I liked her. Well, mm. the fact that she was caught easily was really annoying. Eh. They set her up for such. A, she was dark. She was a dark, dark, dark character. Mm. But the okay. thing I didn't like about her is. Mm. Charlize Theron, this this was Fast and Furiosa, you know. We had come from Mad Max Charlize Theron, who was such a badass, kicking ass, and this Charlize Theron is completely Who's behind the screen. Hiring guys to do. Yeah, that. like her biggest scene, her most, her biggest scene against her character among the Fast and Furious people is someone else who's on the computer. That's super not effective. I didn't like that, and it just made me think of. Have you guys seen the trailer for Atomic Blonde? I'm not yet as well. No, not yet, actually. You should really see that trailer. Mm. I highly advise anyone to see that trailer. It's really good. It shows Charlize Theron in her biggest, badass way. And the thing is, I know these men are big men. Like, they're big men. I don't know how she'd be able to fight against Vin Diesel. You know, he's super muscled. It would kind of be unbelievable for her to fight yeah. Vin Diesel and the Roku can break casks out of his hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Was this the best that they could have used her for? That's just my question. I kind of didn't like her behind the. I, they used the cars. She could have had a stronger car or something, but. And a bit, and a bigger team. That's unfortunate. As in she, mm. So she was basically like a cut Russell. Yeah, she like literally looked. The background. She and sort of and if she was supposed that. to be that bossy then. She was supposed to have like a She's bigger basically team. that, although she has this menacing thing about her. She's not cut Russell. She has a menacing thing. Yeah. But that menacing thing gets one note. I don't know. Mm. Um, she has this, you know how she was a menace and she would come and threaten him like, I will do this to yes. you. You know, those things, those things. I don't mm. know. They were okay though. 
They were okay. I wonder if if the if the franchise would work without Vin Diesel like driving I don't the, think it can work. Because it's his like, corniness you know, is a part of he's it. He's synonymous when I think fast and furious I think Vin Diesel. I can't mm. I can't I'm imagine not. watching anyone like okay what there was Tokyo Drift that cowboy who really, was ridiculously bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That cheap boy, that kawaii boy, and was uh, horrible. Bow Wow. It's like, eh, like, but like, no one really, really liked that movie as much. Some people like it weirdly. I think they like things people don't like. <laughs> it's like making, anyway. yeah, uh-huh. yeah. But I think right now their gimmicks are like bringing people because I had them bring back the Asian dude from the dead. Thank you. Yes. I actually <laughs> want them to bring him back. Yeah, I'm should. down they for should. that. I'm that was down. I'm down him. completely, completely, completely down for that. If they do that, I won't be mad. Basically, yeah, that's a goofy shit. He was one of the, my favorite well. Asian characters on TV. I swear, he's not really? a cliche. He's not a cliche. He's just not that a cliche. Is true, actually. Hmm. He's good. I like him. <laughs> I know. I did forget maybe that like in the last story. Yeah. 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 Okay. Bauer we should games. see. Ah, leave Bawa behind. Who remembers the Bawa? You didn't even bring Bawa out of nowhere, <laughs> and you just have to like solo that. But now you know he's we would that believe team. that stuff. Yeah, you, me, you anywhere would. they bring back that Asian character, me, I'm going to believe that stuff so hard. Now they brought back. Okay, Let's see. No, spoiling. Don't. No, oh. I, I will not go. He there. was going to say something <laughs> else. Oh. Spoiler. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That one I'm not allowing you. It. <laughs> <laughs> it was a spoiler. Oh, wow. Okay, that's it for Fast and Furious. Solomon, thanks for joining us on this. You're welcome. Okay, next film. So now we talk about John Wick 2. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who watched it. Joel hasn't seen it. Hasn't seen the first one either. Ah, this is going to be a hard conversation. Yes, it's I needed well. someone who had seen the first one. Because right. there's so many references to the first one that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> Let me see what it would be like to talk to myself. Okay, let's, yeah. Anyway, sure. most it's just John Wick having some gunshot bites. That's kind of the basis of the whole film. Having an epic, epic. And that was one of the legendary things that the first film had. Because we've gone through so many action films where they cut and cut and cut and cut. Have you seen that that video that shows about 45 cuts of, of Niam Lison jumping over a fence? Yeah. In Tekken 2? <laughs> now, in a film like John Wick, in John Wick in general, that's a type of scene like that is not going to be there. And remember, these are guys who were, they were one of the guys who worked on the choreography of The Matrix. And you know how epic the choreography on The Matrix was? Yeah. So a lot of inspiration was picked up from there. So their fight scenes are extremely epic. That one is undeniable. And then Keanu Reeves does about 95% of his stunt work. So that causes for Mm -hmm. him not to have sequences where he's having to have the camera cut 45 times because the only reason a camera cuts 45 times is because they're trying to hide the the stunt double and the main actor and how the inc- the incapabilities of the main actor most nothing against Liam Neeson he's great but but that happens in that and that even happens in like <laughs> Catwoman anyway so I've explained to you the main thing about these films epic gunshot scenes yeah. So about John Wick 2, yes. it also is one of those that doesn't retrade on the first film. Okay. It starts off by making sure it closes up all things that happen in the first film and then start up on its own story, still in that world. 
and it does it really well. Okay. So all it needs to do is set up a reason for John Wick to go on a rampage shooting people. Is the reason good enough? It is. It is. Mm. First of all, the dog isn't reason good enough, oh, and this is still, still it, it is reason good enough. This one is very different from the dog. I liked it, what it is, but it actually my favorite scene. I have to say this. I have to say the scene. My favorite scene in the first movie was there's a scene where he says, "People keep asking me if I'm back, and I don't really know the answer." People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. So you can either hand over your yeah. son, or you can die screaming alongside him. Like there's this whole thing of him becoming an assassin again. Because in the first one, he has stopped uh, being an assassin and gone into his own world. So this this thing of people asking him, "Are you back? Are you back? Are you back?" So this is kind of showing the effects of that. Him almost getting back into the assassin world. So, they set up the reason for his rampage, and then he starts his rampage. And this is when the masterful work of this franchise begins. Because it's about the way the directors work these scenes. You play video games, right? Yep. And I played video games mostly when I was younger, but there's a scene... That was sh- almost shot for shot of the experience of watching a video game. I'm almost thinking I'm being deluded because I literally haven't seen anyone else talk about this scene. Then there was an epic club scene in the first film. They redo the club scene. It's not better. Okay. It's actually not better because the motivations in the other film were much more uh, adrenaline driving because you really want to know what's going to happen with that. And mm-hmm. this one was a bit less. But there's a there's, that those shootout scenes and he's great at the headshots. It's really good. Just know, yeah. John Wick is a badass. Okay. That's the main point. Anyway, I like this film. The only thing I didn't like about it was the ending. Okay. The ending has this whole. They take things way too far than they need to. Um, like how. I'm going to actually spoil it. They do this thing where the whole town is basically the assassin town. John Wick looks in the camera and he's like, I'll kill them all. It's become way too much for me to... to, to, well, to sounds to, to very Resident evil You know, and that, that gets <laughs> bad. Yeah, so this is going to basically the first and furious route and be a little ridiculous, like progressively ridiculous. There's room for only one family. There's room for only one ridiculousness. Oh my God, and Fate of the Furious has taken. Oh God, if they do the family thing, I'll shoot myself in the brain. <laughs> I can't take that shit anymore. They could do a 101 Dalmatians reference as like a plantation of puppies. Uh-uh. <laughs> Goodness, no. Okay. That's John Wick. Yeah. Next movie. Joel? Mm-hmm. Hit me up with Beauty and the Beast. Papa? Belle, you must leave here. This castle is alive. Who's there? Do you wish to take your father's place? Come into the light. Okay, so Beauty and the Beast was a surprise hit for me, <laughs> personally. 
I went in thinking I was going to dislike the movie. Disney hasn't had a very good track record for me personally with these live action remakes. Uh, Jungle Book was fine, but like for me the frame of reference for for Beauty and the Beast was like that Cinderella movie, <laughs> which is horrible. <laughs> so I thought we we're going to see like Cinderella with like a big name Emma Watson star, and that's going to be horrible. And the CGI for the Beast didn't. Look too good in the movie in the it trailers. So in the trailers, looked pretty bad. He looked too cute. Was the problem? He <laughs> wasn't looking beastly. Yes, cause yeah. W- now what I did before I watched uh, the remake the previous night, I went and like rewatched the original cartoon, which I'm not a big fan of. But I, I watched it mainly just to compare like what scenes like they might repeat or mm. you know, stuff like that, just to compare since it was a remake. And I was pleasantly surprised that they actually added, you know, new stuff and actually got sucked into it. Uh, I was never really a big fan of the cartoon, the original Disney specifically mm-hmm. uh, cartoon. I mean, yeah, I did, yeah, the characters were good and all that, but it was never really one of my favorite Disney films. Mm. But this one, sort of surprisingly, very surprisingly, actually struck a call with me they add new songs as well which is great oh i should see that I like yeah songs. yeah so like bill's father has like this surprise song i wasn't expecting and it's so well done like i got sucked into his character and and the song actually made sense it was like moana basically i think disney's starting to find its stride with musicals again the, sto- the the plotline pretty much stick if you've watched the original animation yeah I've watched the original yeah yeah the the story the pretty much is the same. yeah it pretty much follows the same through line with like a little additions here and there now personally I also really liked the Gaston in the live action remake again surprisingly I wasn't expecting that exactly yeah because like yeah in in the, in the original yeah Gaston is a very entertaining character it. yeah. It's like this is just a straight up douchebag misogynist, unintentional misogynist creature. He's a weird little. He's just a weird ass guy. Yes, and here I bought their romance better. I think is the strongest thing I want to say about the remake. Oh. Yeah, with the animated film, I felt like they came together because fairy tale, and that's and what's that's supposed what to happen. And that's what all the Disney films were by that time. Exactly, but with this one, they had more of a connection. Because now that they had set up, now Bill's past a little more, and the Beast's past, it made sense. They sort of had similar lives, sort of like, there were both people that had lost things. And again, the thing with the books, now that the Beast was someone that was literate and read, it made sense. Because they're basically like two book nerds. They have this, mm. this really cute scene where the two book nerds sort of critiquing Shakespeare, like Beast is giving her shit for like liking Romeo and Juliet and Yeah, and that was a cute scene and like I bought it, I could I was actually buying how these two would actually fall in love because there's a there's a meeting point. Mm. So it actually made sense. Wow. Yeah, so there were a lot more I loved this movie dedicated more scenes to like the development of their actual romance. So by the time this other stuff with like the villagers coming after the beast and Gaston like rallying everyone together, I was actually sold on their romance. I like saw the beast growing as a person because wow. yeah, he starts out as a dickhead, but like I bought how he'd actually love this girl. I realized that that the animated movie is about an hour and twenty. 
Yes, it's very and short. And the live action is two hours. Exactly. So that shows how much they added to the exactly. film. Exactly. To and give I'm, the characters more depth. Exactly. So I'm glad they really took advantage of that. And there's this interesting dark mixture where like you have the utensils, like the former servants, the people who have also been cast along with the beast really want this dude to like get with this girl so they can be free but yeah but then it's like but that dynamic was there also in the first yeah, I know it, thing yeah, I, I it's in the first, it it's one of yes, my favorite things it's in the first thing but it's not as it's not as complex as it is in this one because <laughs> no, there's a lot more time again in all fairness yeah you're Lord fate and furiousing me right now I'm not now. fate and furiousing because now I want to watch it because of you you should you should because there's like a lot more time given to it where like you sort of get this feeling because I didn't get the feeling in the cartoon when I watched it you sort of get this feeling of selfishness slight, slightly on the utensils mm. part but it's like a very human thing where like we got screwed over because of this guy and we want to like turn back we want to get our lives back because yeah. even when because they, they, they even like show this grand scene the live action film shows this grand scene where the cast actually happens and these people are just like in the wrong place at the wrong time and they got screwed over because of this one guy and I have to give a shout out to uh, Josh Gad oh. motherfucking MVP of this movie man ah, I want to see so it so hard he is so good his, his, his character is like, like a side character in the animated movie but he injects so much depth he's, he's not because I thought he was just going to be like this comedic foil he says some dumb stuff there's like some rich dramatic stuff like layered in the humor that you really feel for him like in the background he has it's it's not like stated full out but you sort of get this feeling like he sort of has this thing for gaston maybe possibly maybe not so that's the gay innuendo they were talking yeah, about. Yeah, but again, those people were fucking overreacting because it's not it's not even like that. It's not like this heavy-handed thing of no, this dude is like people would make you think there's a hardcore gay sex scene in that stuff. Yeah, exactly. But like with him, with him, the Russians refused to air it. Well, there's one scene, and the but the the audience I watched it with. Do they kiss? No, there's no gay kiss in the entire So what movie. could possibly... Nothing, like, 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 in fact, the way it's presented is this dude genuinely loves Gaston. It's, it's, and it's not even, like, a romantic thing per se. It's that sort of, like, genuine fucking, like, love for a person. Despite them being such... I they love my Exactly. Because okay. it was this mixture. It was sort of, plat- it was, like, in between platonic and romantic, but it wasn't, like, purely romantic. And it's... It's so amazing that they, they just inserted it there. So there are all these little things. That's why I like the live action remake. Because you have that through line. You have the fairy tale exactly as we've had it a shit ton of times. But it's layered with all these little things in between. There's a scene I don't even want to spoil. Don't. Like, yeah, I don't You'll spoil. You'll be spoiling for me. Yeah, but it involves like Bell's past and stuff. And it's so touching. For me, like I, read, I was already buying the romance between her and Beast that, that like cemented it like their connection you're pushing too hard now Yeah, you, I must stop you, you now you have to you that's have enough Jara you have to see the movie yeah I'll see it yeah. I buy it I buy it I buy it I hope anyone else buys it yeah okay that's been Beauty and the Beast, Beast. yes you got me looking so crazy what do you want Anastasia this time, no rules, no punishments, and 
No more secrets. Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey, Fifty Shades Darker. Fifty Shades Darker. Fifty Shades Darker. This is The Empire Strikes Back. The Empire Strikes Back, my foot. Oh, Fifty Shades. <laughs> the Fifty Shades trilogy. Is it a trilogy or a trilogy? It's a trilogy. Oh my god. Okay. I like That's that it has it has it has spiced that people's sex lives. Can you imagine it actually? How? Why? They actually go by what it says. Most oh my god! They shouldn't be getting BDSM info from, from there. <laughs> oh my god! That's really not the place to get BDSM. Not even close. Where should they get BDSM info from? Oh, I wouldn't know specifically. I, I know a guy. No, I know no, a guy. Not, I know a guy. <laughs> First of all, I, I I knew I was going to challenge you to that, and you actually weren't going to answer. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think like my only frame of reference actually is documentary I watched once on BDSM. Yeah, it, and it was built up from a critique of the Fifty Shades novels. This was before the uh, movies had come out, so the documentary sort of followed real-life BDSM couples and dived into the whole sub and dom oh thing. Oh my goodness, now that is where my my knowledge of BDSM, especially yeah. is in the sub and dom yeah. dynamic, yes. and especially the respects that are between the two, yeah, how much the... Um, the safe word means to that relationship exactly and how much actually the pain the other person experiences is one of the things that she wants to experience which is one of the things that's not in this dynamic of a relationship he's basically rapey which is not the dynamic of what a bdsm relationship should typically be one of my favorite bdsm films is secretary have you watched secretary i haven't seen that you I have seen any got to see things. secretary okay. it's it actually is not as what we are saying it's not she actually really likes pain and she inflicts pain on herself although in terms of the way she doesn't like her life yeah, yeah. but also you see that's one of the ways she gets her relief but then she's getting this relief sexually yeah so it builds that dynamic and he's such a dom yeah and guess who the actor is who? the guy who's ultron in age of ultron <laughs> you know that guy yes can you believe he's the dom what? and he really works and okay. the thing with this film is it doesn't even have an actual sex scene oh interesting it's actually full-on bdsm type of situation okay i really think that's one of the better films but anyway let's get into the empire strikes back of the situation right now (laughs) oh my god yeah uh so 50 shades of we talk about 50 shades of gray i think the first movie the first epic movie (laughs) Mm. it's really it was bad and not in the way i hoped because in the end, like the end of the first movie, she basically gets spunked by a paddle and gets pissed off. Because it, it treats BDSM essentially like this sort of horrible... Don't, don't you get like this That's negative... That's what I don't... Yeah, it has like this really negative vibe. BDSM. There's no BDSM. They, all they do is like they scare you with his caroom. He's karumic all, all <laughs> Anagi, I'm so bored of that yes. tactic of scaring us with the karum. So stupid, and they never use anything. No, 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 okay, first of all, okay, you have the whole the whole damn climax of the first movie. She gets pissed off and doesn't really make any sense. Okay, so now we begin the second movie and she's pissed off. Then she forgives. She forgives him in 10 minutes. 
it doesn't make any sense and that's when I realized that I was watching a series it's like an expertly cut season long <laughs> like an expertly cut season of Fifty Shades of Grey because I could literally count where an episode began and end because it was literally like a series like you mm. open the episode she's pissed off and then they resolve it at the end then they mm. enter another cut story where now oh, she's getting to the whole sub and it was like all, all the connect all the stories in the movie had nothing almost to do with each other gets into you get into an accident somewhere she'll have a, like I a, really want to talk about that accident scene it was one of the most ridiculous scenes I've ever seen <laughs> Jesus Christ it make any fucking sense okay yeah because yeah, they have this series just randomly flying in the the great great outdoors or whatever or something in the mountains and then he crashes and then we're all supposed to be worried like oh my god he could then die then bouncing in yeah, he just comes bouncing like, like I thought there was going to be a scene in a hospital or something. Like, like, like that's what you would think that there would be like some kind of consequence to that. Uh, because like unscathed, he just has that tiny, a tiny wound that people always have on their heads, and he just comes back with that and he's like, "Oh, good, like yeah, I'm back." And yes, no big hugs her, kisses her, fucking god. But Anastasia still stupid name and. What's his what's his name? What's his first name? Gray's name? Christian. Christian Christian, <laughs> Christian Gray. Those, those they do not feel like real people at all. They're Mostly basic, Christian. Christian isn't a real yeah, person. Yeah, they're basically like Twilight knockoffs in a BDSM movie. It's Twilight fan fiction. Yeah, because Twilight Yeah, and apparently it actually is Twilight fiction. Mm, like yeah, that's where I got that from. Yeah. <laughs> Of the novel is Twilight fan fiction. I used to think that was a joke until I read the actual quote from the. Oh my god! But yeah, he's basically Edward, and she's Bella. You know, we can't not talk about how the wealth of Grey is one of the romanticized things that most girls fantasize about. So I think it's one of the things that she picked out of Twilight, but made it more relatable for people than a vampire. Yeah. So yeah, you have this rich billionaire Which dude. makes her brilliant out of it because I think more people responded to that because most people who I know who yes. like the film, that's actually what they respond to more than the BDSM, which they probably are not into because you're kind of either into that shit or you're not into that shit. Yeah. Okay. And someone with that much money paying that much attention to them because what you know about people who have money is that they have the capability not to pay. They can pay... First of all, they'll pay 10, 10% amount of attention to that. Yeah spectrum of spectrum of their life and then they'll divide it into different people so, so becomes, this film yeah. makes it look like this man gives literally 99% of his life to yeah, this girl is, yeah do you know how desirable that is no i don't like from experience no but i can actually appreciate yeah. that so i, I see how that. it resonates with people yeah the novels bring out this dynamic better than the Film. Yeah, I'm sure they do. <laughs> That's one thing for sure. Because I cannot count the people who loved the book and don't love the movie. But one of the things I would wish for that film to have is to have more, even worse, um, provocations in terms of that world. Because that world of BDSM is much bigger than what people think than spanking. I wonder saw this where a guy liked to be wrapped up in a in a carpet 
and be stepped on mm-hmm. and imagine that used to turn him on yeah because that's the pure definition of fetish yeah so more of that <laughs> So, mm-hmm. more of that, and if you're trying to build the shock value, yeah. bring it up in that more than him having his plane crashed. And you find that smile to someone, like just something that could up the heat, which is what people wanted. They very, wanted something that was unimaginable yeah. in their reaches exactly. of their sex That's lives. That's what I wanted to see. And this film was in the boundaries. So much. Anyway. <laughs> there was so much missionary in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed every time I saw that. Because mm. it just, it's just sort of accentuated how tame this whole thing was. Uh. But yeah, exactly. You're you're right. You're right. I like yeah, even me watching personally. I wanted to see something beyond right. what I would ever beyond. attempt. You know, you want like, someone to say, "You say I would never do that in my lifetime." Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That would be a toss-up to over, over whether you thought that was hot or whether you thought, "Oh my god." I know. Yeah, it doesn't even present that for you. Yeah. Anyway, there goes Fifty Shades Darker. Oh yeah, Fifty Shades of Darker. <laughs> Looking forward to the. What is this? Is this three books as well? Fifty or four? Shades. Is it four books or three Fifty books? Fifty Shades. Blind? Blind, no. No. Fifty Shades. Freed! <laughs> what? It's Fifty Shades Freed. Two years from now, that's what we're getting. Mm-mm. I think we get it next year. They don't take their time. Oh my like God, the trailer no. of this was is already like ready because there was a post credit scene. Did you watch the post credit scene? You see, I did not watch that. Care about Jesus the film Christ. you're watching? <laughs> yeah, but Fifty Shades Darker. Okay, okay, okay. This has been Fifty Shades Darker. Okay. I think Fifty Shades Darker. Fifty Shades Darker. I've been with Joel. And we were with Solomon. Oh yeah, Solomon. He walked out because the only film he saw was The Fate of the Furious. Mm -hmm. And we have done some sort of review of the last films we saw between April and March and May. Just between those months. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Feedback, if you will. (laughs) 